The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do you know another parent or expecting parent? Are you wondering what can I give them as a gift? Don't give them another onesie. Don't give them a plastic toy or, God forbid, a toy gun that's just going to end up in the garage. Give them something that matters. And what matters the most is protecting their child. What do you love most in the world? Your children. What will you do to protect them? Anything. I sat down with the smartest people I know in the world on matters of child safety, finding missing children, fighting back against predators. And what I learned is so important, powerful, and information so critical. I want you to have it. I want them to have it. Go to CrimeStopsHere.com for a five-part series with action information that you can use to change your life and protect your child. Give that as a gift, not another onesie. Find out how to protect your child when you're out at the mall or the store, the grocery, in the parking lot, at home. Find out about protection regarding babysitters and daycare, even online. I'd rather have that any day of the week than a plastic toy, or God forbid, a toy gun. Join Justice Nation. Go to CrimeStopsHere.com. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Newly released surveillance video shows the moment a payment dispute over a $35 manicure turned into a murder investigation. Police say 21-year-old Crystal Whipple was behind the wheel. They tell us the nail salon declined her fraudulent credit card and she decided to take off. 
Whipple starts to drive away from the salon. New Knock Wynn, known as Annie, and another employee run out of the store to confront Whipple. She doesn't stop, hits Wynn, then runs her over, killing her, and then drives away, knocking the other employee off of the car. Seeking the community's help to find Whipple, Metro Police Lieutenant Ray Spencer had this to say. Please take a close look at this photo. It is important that we get this suspect into custody as the victim's family and this community deserve to have her answer for this horrible crime. While detectives search for the suspect, the victim's family mourns. A growing memorial to win now sits inside of the nail salon. Family members shared these words with us from a GoFundMe page they've set up. Family members write, quote, We miss her very much and will always hold her dear in our hearts and memories. And, although she suffered for the sake of her family, we hope she knows that she is loved by many. You are hearing our friends at KSNV-TV. That's Max Darrow reporting on a murder that has shocked the community. How many times have you walked into your nail salon, not thought twice about it, okay? How many times have you dropped your wife or daughter there? How many times have I taken my little Lucy uh, as a treat to the salon? But when this salon worker was doing her job, going about her business, she ran in to Crystal Whipple, and her life ended. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I'm not going to rest until this woman answers to Lady Justice. Joining me, L.A. psychoanalyst Dr. Bethany Marshall, Karen Smith, forensics expert, Kenya Johnson, Atlanta prosecutor, right now to CrimeOnline.com, investigative reporter John Limley. John, I can't take it in. Who is this Crystal Whipple? She is a woman that just stopped in a few days after Christmas to get a $35 manicure. Uh, the situation seemed so simple. The victim at the, the center of this, Knock Wynn, uh, she told people, my name is hard to pronounce, so just call me Annie. She was a, a dear friend for not only, uh, you know, family and, and other friends, but also her clients. They turned to her uh, not only when they needed their 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 hands and feet to look nice, but also she gave them a lending ear. Uh, she would listen to them talk about their problems or or maybe you know their joys as well. She was a hardworking single mom of three girls oh, who whoa, worked. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Right there, right there. A single mom of three teen girls. I'm looking at Jackie right now, who. Um, brought her son up uh, largely alone. I've got twins, boy, girl, age 11. Can you imagine a single mom with three teen girls? To my longtime friend and colleague, Dr. Bethany Marshall, joining me out of L.A., renowned L.A. psychoanalyst, Dr. Bethany, we've been through a lot together. And you know what I went through to have the twins and raise them right. I'm still trying every single day to do the right thing all day, every day. Dr. Bethany, I cannot, I think I might just break down in tears right now. A single mom raising three teen girls, how hard is that? Teens, especially Nancy, I ha actually had a memory about you the other day, just about a week ago. I was thinking about 
when I went to New York City and I was on the set of, I think it was True TV, and you wrote something on a piece of paper and you scribbled it down and you shoved it across the, the, the anchor desk at me and it said, I'm pregnant with twins, exclamation mark. <laughs> and you wanted me to know and nobody else knew and you couldn't say it because you were mic'd up and nobody knew. And I was so blown away and honored that you let me know and the look of excitement on your face. I was just thinking about that a week ago. And then when I was reading about this manicurist, one of the things that her family and friends said is that she never kept a gift for herself. She always passed gifts along to her daughters because everything she did was for them. She wanted to send them to school. Um, she wanted to make sure that they got their college educations. And she was a manicurist. So that $35 fee that this perpetrator ran out the door and didn't pay, you know, some of us might think, well, why use, lose your life over $35? Well, $35 meant a lot to this person because she was single and raising three girls. And it's so tragic that this perpetrator came in and exploited the life and heart of a mom. I mean, that is just so tragic. And I think that's what you were asking about and trying to point to. It's just the it's the bedrock of this story and it's so sad. Bethany, I'm just, I remember that moment, by the way. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was then court TV. And um, I was keeping the twins a secret because I didn't want the world to know because they had already told me that, you know, there was such a strong risk that I would miscarry and it's very high risk. I just didn't want to jinx it. I know that's superstitious, but you know, once they came along, that's been everything to me. And I'm thinking about this mom working these very, very long hours, very long hours, and just doing anything and everything. 12 to 14 girls. hours a day. That's how, that's how long her hours were, just so she could support her three girls. I'm, I'm very overcome. I, I just got to tell you that right now. John Lindley, CrimeOnline.com, investigative reporter. That's, if you haven't been to Crime Online, go. I look at it first thing every morning and throughout the day to know what's going on. This story and all other breaking crime news is at CrimeOnline.com. Also with me, renowned forensics expert Karen Smith and Atlanta prosecutor Kenya Johnson. I got a lot of questions for you ladies. John Lindley, I want to go back to what went wrong. How did this mother of three girls end up being dragged to her death in the parking lot. As we've mentioned, this was the Saturday right after Christmas, and Annie and her longtime partner, now this is partner in two senses, uh, both in business and in life, Sonny Chung was a co-manager and also her boyfriend for 13 years. They were at work at the nail salon Crystal Nails and Spa in Las Vegas's West Valley. They had quite a number of customers that day. I know getting... exactly where that is. David and I, you remember this, John, we took, everybody remembers this, poor Alan and Jackie. We <laughs> took the twins on an RV trip and we started, um, we started in Phoenix and we went all the way to San Francisco and we stopped in Vegas. Okay. In Vegas, of course, we went to shows. We went to go see David Copperfield because my son's obsessed with magic and we, 
went on a helicopter ride and we went to the Grand Canyon, blah, blah. I know exactly where you're talking about. It's a very, very popular nail salon. Okay, so she's in there, but you still haven't told me how does she get dragged across the parking lot, John Limley? Well, late that afternoon, this young woman comes in, asks for the $35 manager. Crystal Whipple. Crystal exactly. Whipple. Crystal Whipple, after her nails are done, uh, she hands over a credit card, which is declined time after time after time. And at some point, she says something, something to the effect of, no big deal, I have cash in the car, I'll be right back. Well, this is far from the first time that this has happened at the salon, so no one really thinks anything about it until Annie and Sonny notice that not only has the woman gotten into her car, but she's beginning to back out of the parking space and is starting to drive away. This is when Annie and Sonny dash out the door, try to get the woman's attention. In the surveillance video, you can see Annie run in front of the car to stop the woman, but that is a fatal mistake. I'm Lieutenant Ray Spencer with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department Homicide Section. I'm coming to you today with a plea for assistance in solving a recent case involving the death of a local woman outside a nail salon. The salon is located in a shopping center at Flamingo and Decatur. The incident occurred on Saturday, December 29th at approximately 345 in the afternoon. Our investigation determined that a woman went into Crystal Nails, got a manicure, and then attempted to pay with a fraudulent credit card. When the credit card payment didn't go through, the customer said that she would get cash from her car. The salon owners noticed that the customer was starting to drive away and ran out to stop her. The female owner jumped in front of the suspect's vehicle while her husband was at the back of the car, at which time the suspect accelerated through the parking lot. The female in front of the car was thrown under the vehicle and later died at UMC. Our investigation has identified the suspect as 21-year-old Crystal Whipple, seen here in a recent booking photo. Please take a close look at this photo. It is important that we get this suspect into custody as the victim's family and this community deserve to have her answer for this horrible crime. We are asking the public if you have knowledge of Whipple's whereabouts or you have any information about this case to please contact the LVMPD homicide section. In addition, we want to remind the public that if there is ever a dispute over payment, to please contact the police and do not attempt to confront or apprehend someone. Oh, my stars, I can hardly take in what has happened to this mom of three. She's been raising her children, three girls alone, single mom. Now, she's been dragged to her death outside the nail salon where she worked up to 14 hours a day to support the three girls. And right now, on the lam, still at large, the woman who dragged her to her death over a 30 five dollar manicure crystal whipple now you may notice how low-key those last two reporters are that's because they're not reporters they're cops and they're trying to stay official and calm but you know i want to go out to you karen smith forensics expert for a person to be dragged to their death that is a horrible horrible death her clothes or something must have been caught up in 
the tire. I, I don't know what, because certainly she would have let go. She was dragged across that asphalt parking lot to her death. And I've looked at the video, Karen, and I every time I stop, I have to stop the video because I know that lady, uh, knock Annie. And Annie is suffering excruciating pain, excruciating pain to be dragged to her death and all over a $35 manicure. I mean, Karen, what does a person live through to be dragged to their death? Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult to talk about. You know, the, the official cause of death was multiple blunt force injuries, and, and that's not surprising considering what happened. I watched the video as well, and you know what, Nancy, when you have these cases, you know, sometimes you fall into a routine, but when you get a case like this, it hits you really hard when you're an investigator. And I have no doubt that Las Vegas Metro is, is doing everything they can to bring this, this crystal whipple person to justice. And I'll tell you what, when you have something like this and you see it at the scene, you, you have to distance yourself at the time, but I can guarantee you that every single investigator that worked that crime took it home with them that night, and it's going to stick with them for a long, long time. I'm just, just sick about it. I don't know why this case, Dr. Bethany, is hitting me so hard. I don't know if it's because I think about the sacrifice that Annie went through her whole life, raising these girls all by herself, trying to send them to college on a, a manicurist salary, working those long hours, and now this, or the fact that this woman was so callous over 35 dollars for pete's sake and and now she's still at large she won't turn herself in as a matter of fact listen to her family the urgent manhunt for crystal whipple continues police say whipple killed 51 year old knock win while trying to flee a nail salon's parking lot without paying for a 35 dollar manicure it's it's tragic this is tragic her mother and grandmother desperately urging her to come out of hiding you can't run, baby. You cannot run. You have to come forward, baby. Police say Whipple left the salon after her credit card was declined. The 21-year-old allegedly telling staff she was going to get cash from her car, but instead, authorities say she fled. The suspect's family now offering this emotional apology. I'm so sorry that you lost your mom, and I couldn't imagine how you feel, and I hope that you find it in your heart to forgive my daughter and my family. We're so sorry. Guys, you are hearing our, our friends at ABC on GMA. And they're talking to Crystal Whipple's mother and grandmother. And they are speaking out to Crystal Whipple, asking her to turn herself in and for forgiveness. But how can there be forgiveness when she hasn't even turned herself in yet? Joining me right now, veteran Atlanta prosecutor Kenya Johnson. Kenya, my question to you is... Many people would consider this a vehicular homicide, okay? And I get that. Usually vehicular homicides are in connection with DUIs. But, okay, but in this case, the fact that she dragged her for such a distance, in my mind, may up this to murder one. And also, Kenya Johnson, another theory is that this is a robbery or at least a theft of services if that goes into a felony category and a death occurs, that's felony murder, Kenya. 
Absolutely, Nancy. And this is an intentional killing. While it wasn't premeditated or planned, it was due to Whipple's dangerous conduct and her obvious lack of concern for human life. And also, this is part of a crime spree. We're talking about uh, the theft of services. She was driving a stolen car, hit and run. Uh, we don't even know whether the credit card that eventually came back was no Wait, 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 wait. You just, you just. It's, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant, Kenya Johnson, uh, Atlanta prosecutor. Hold on. Let me back it up. John Limley, let me ask you a couple of the facts that Kenya Johnson just brought up. Number one, hit and run. Did she hit Annie? Did she hit her or did, did Annie get caught up in the car chasing the car? Which one? Is it a hit and run or no? It is a hit and run. because oh, Well, that's a felony right there. I thought somehow... I, I didn't understand how Annie was dragged because I wouldn't let myself watch the whole video. And that's another thing, Kenya, Karen, and Dr. Bethany, it's, as you know, it's so hard sometimes as a prosecutor because you cannot turn away from the evidence no matter how difficult it is, no matter how difficult it is to look, you know, squarely at the evidence. And in this case, every time I watch the video, I turn away because I don't want to see Annie killed. But you're telling me, John Lindley, she hit her, Annie wasn't she, just caught up in the tires, she actually hit her? One of the last things you see with uh, Annie in the, the surveillance video is Annie putting her hands on the hood of the car, and the next thing, you can't see Annie at all because the woman has accelerated at high speed. Even her family says they don't know where she is. She's just scared right now. I'm sure she's scared. Speaking exclusively to ABC News, they say they have not been able to reach her and hope that when she sees this interview, that she will come forward. You can't run, baby. You cannot run. Crystal Whipple is being sought for striking and killing an employee while fleeing from a Las Vegas nail salon without paying for her $35 manicure. Surveillance video shows the manicurist and her boyfriend chasing after the car when she accelerates and hits the woman, dragging her violently through the parking lot. The manicurist, Nock Wynn, a 51-year-old mother of three, died at the hospital. Whipple's tearful grandmother is convinced it was all an accident. I know you didn't mean to kill the person. We know you did. We, we know you would never do anything like that, Crystal. Please come forth. We need you to come forth and stand up who it went on and tell your side of the story of what happened. Tom, Las Vegas Metro Police say they continue to pour an extraordinary amount of resources into the search to bring Whipple to justice. You're hearing our friends at ABC, and they were speaking with Crystal Whipple's family. Right now, Crystal Whipple at large, the hunt for her is on. If you have information, dial 909-49-CRIME, 909-492-7463. That's us here at CrimeStoriesAndCrimeOnline.com. I want to go back to Kenya Johnson, Atlanta prosecutor, joining us along with Karen Smith, forensics expert, Dr. Bethany Marshall, and John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Kenya Johnson, you, you really unleashed a lot of legal theories at once. Number one, it is a hit and run. We don't have to do a backbend in order to come up with a felony. Uh, that is a felony. But this woman has a history. In fact, as you mentioned correctly, she was in a stolen rental car at the time she did this. 
Absolutely. And all of that information will come out in her subsequent prosecution. That video is going to be a very telling and very hard for the jury to watch, but they will see with their own eyes that her coworkers and family ran out. Everyone was screaming. There was a big commotion and Whipple kept driving. She didn't stop. Then she abandoned the vehicle afterward and now she's on the run. So her uh, actions before using the fake card or the card that wouldn't pay and then saying she's going after her car, the fact that she ran over this victim, and the fact that she fled afterward will all come out to show a continuing crime spree and, uh, and goes toward her pre- either premeditation or her intent to hurt someone and commit a crime that day. Wow. You know, Karen Smith, uh, forensically speaking, which is hard for me to do right now because I'm so disturbed about what happened to Annie and about her three girls, the video, you know, there are a lot of legal hoops, believe it or not, that you have to jump through in order to get a video admitted into evidence. But tell me, after you have analyzed the video forensically, what you see, Karen Smith, and how can it be used? Well, you can only see the back of Crystal Whipple coming out of the salon. I don't know that there was interior video running at the time. I haven't seen that, but that's a possibility. But you do clearly see the car that she's driving. You see her get into the car. You see her back out of the parking space, and then you see the subsequent events. Uh, again, it, 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 like the attorney said, it's going to be very difficult for the jury to watch. But forensically speaking, once they found the car at the apartment complex, that was the key to unlocking the actual identity of Crystal Whipple. I'm sure that they got some pretty good latent prints off of that car, ran them through the APHIS system, and that was the hit because she had been arrested prior. Her fingerprints were in the system, and that's how they found out who she was. All you could see was the back of her head. There was no facial identification in that video, so it took some good forensic work to get an identity. John Lindley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Crystal Whipple is still on the run. Are you kidding me? Number one, she's in a stolen rental car. They can't find that? Well, she actually ditched that at some point. Police found that. Okay, uh, well, that was smart on her part, but I'm not giving her a gold star, John Lindley. Uh, exactly. That car was a rental car that uh, at some point she acquired. And, uh, and police have not imp- uh, released that information to us yet. Now, police have said that Whipple was arrested last spring on multiple warrants, including for failing to show up in court for several traffic-related citations. A second warrant was issued in connection with a 2016 case in which Whipple pleaded guilty to attempting to possess a stolen vehicle. She later received probation in that case, but she failed to show up in court, ultimately saw her probation revoked before being sentenced to four months in jail. You know, it never ends with this woman the family grieving the case up in the air because Crystal Whipple is still on the run. The the three daughters of Annie Jen beside themselves, a makeshift memorial has been erected there at the salon. The salon is closed. This has destroyed these three girls' lives forever, forever. There's got to be a trail. She may have ditched her stolen rental car, but Dr. Bethany Marshall, there is a trail. People like Crystal Whipple are uh, can't help but make themselves known. Explain. No, they cannot. The reason 
for that, Nancy, is I think Crystal Ripple falls into what we call a cluster B personality. Cluster B is when you have several disorders at once. One might be bipolar illness. Whenever a patient comes to my office with multiple traffic incidents like tickets, DUIs, I always assess for bipolar uh, illness because that causes excessive energy, impulsivity, sometimes callousness. They have rage attacks on the road. And then what clusters, what a part of cluster B is bipolar and then another personality disorder called antisocial personality disorder. And with antisocial, you get failure to pay back debts to society. So that's like not wanting to pay for her bill in the salon. You get lying, conning, manipulativeness. So that's walking out of the salon saying she's going to pay the bill and then she's not. And then you get that same type of impulsivity that you get with bipolar disorder. And I imagine that the the stepping on the gas, running over the manicurist, although there's a callous aspect, there's a very impulsive aspect to this too. I mean, I'm sure that this perpetrator doesn't really think much about anything she's doing. She's just one big id. You know, she's just running all over the place, you know, taking cards, taking cars, getting services. What do you mean by one big id? I... As in Indiana, D as in dutiful. I haven't heard the word id since I had to take a psychology class in college. Go ahead, explain. So Freud, Freud had the idea of the id, the ego, and the superego. Our id is our childlike part that just runs on the pleasure principle, just, does, just runs amok and does whatever we want to do. The ego is like the adult that's in control, and the superego is our conscience, the one that the braking system in the brain, the, the part of us that, that puts the brakes on bad behavior. This girl is just running on the pleasure principle. She's doing whatever she wants without thinking about anyone around her. You know, I'm thinking about Annie, the mother who always put her children before herself, um, the mother of three girls who had worked seven days a week, seven days a week. She had been constantly putting in 12 to 14 hours, seven days a week to send her three daughters to college to support her own mother, her siblings, allowing them to have more opportunity in life. She would even skip eating all day until after hours so she would not miss a single client so her children, her girls, would not have to work as hard as she did. She would never buy anything for herself. I think a lot of mothers can identify with that. And as John Lindley was telling us, whenever she would get a gift, She'd pass it on to her daughters rather than keeping it for herself. She never asked for anything in return. Every penny she made went toward her family. The, the nail salon has posted, we have lost a selfless soul. We miss her. We hold her dear in our hearts. Even in the end, being selfless, being an organ donor, I want you to take a listen to our friend at KTNV, Ma Sasaida, speaking to Annie's daughters. It's probably going to affect us every day for most of our lives. And Trent is the oldest sibling. The three sisters are leaning on each other like never before. When you look closely at each of their faces, Anne, Anna, and Christy, you can see the resemblance to their mom, Nakyu Nugent. If God felt that it's time for my mom to go, then it's time for her to go. You know, it's all in God's hand, it's all in God's will, and it's nothing we can do or say to change that. As the girls wait for justice, they're choosing to accept what's happened and look for the good. And so, they want to say thank you. Every words, hugs, 
gifts, it matter to us, and we can't express how we feel through words, and we just want to say thank you, everyone, for the support. If you have information, please call 702-828-3521 or 702-385-5555. Hi, Nancy Grace here. Have you ever Googled yourself, your neighbors, somebody at work, a crush? 57% of Americans admit to keeping an eye on their own online reputation. 46 admit to using the internet to look up somebody from their past. But Google and Facebook, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to finding personal information. There's an innovative new website called Truth Finder. It's now revealing the full scoop on millions of Americans. Truth Finder can search through hundreds of millions of public records in a matter of minutes. Members can literally begin searching in seconds for sensitive data like criminal, traffic, arrest records. Before you bring someone new into your life and around the people you care for, your children, consider using Truth Finder. What you find may astound you. Go to truthfinder.com forward slash Nancy right away to start searching. Truthfinder.com forward slash Nancy. Truthfinder.com forward slash Nancy. Find the truth. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Friends of 36-year-old Nahendra Davis hit the streets knocking on doors and looking for anything that might help them find her. I'm concerned about my daughter. I'm hoping that she's somewhere safe. Miranda Knox, along with relatives and friends, are walking the streets with flyers in hand, knocking on doors and stopping cars in the 69th Avenue and Scenic Highway area of Baton Rouge. Uh, ask neighbors and people, anyone we see, have they seen her? Have they saw anything? They're looking for Knox's daughter, 36-year-old Hahendra Davis, a baker. She was last seen on December 27th, her birthday, when she dropped off her children at her mother's house. I just don't believe in my heart that she would just walk away and no one knowing anything. Where is this beautiful mom, a baker woman, missing? Last seen dropping off her two children at her mother's home on her birthday. This is according to Baker PD, Baker Police Department. Nahandra Davis is 35 of Baker, last seen December 27, around 4.45 p.m. in broad daylight. She dropped the children off there in the Glen Oaks area of Baton Rouge, left home. She was driving a white Dodge Challenger. Don't know exactly where she was heading when she left, but her Dodge Challenger was found abandoned on Scenic Highway in 72nd Ave. Nahandra Baker just beautiful. She has a smile that lights up her room. Her teeth are absolutely perfect. I'm looking at a big smile of hers right now. She's 5'3 to 5'5. She weighs about 140 to 150. If you have information, please dial 225-775-6000. Repeat, 225-775-6000. Right now, police begging for help to find Hunter Davis. Straight out to Alan Duke joining me in L.A., who's all over the story. Alan, you're familiar with the yes. Baker area. Explain. Yeah, well, I go there for family funerals and that sort of thing. My wife is from Baker. It is a, uh, a not a really thriving area. Let's just say a suburb of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Well, I mean, uh, nothing has been thriving there since Hurricane Katrina. 
So let me ask you a question about Baker. You're saying it's rural or suburban? It's suburban. It's these are subdivisions, and they're probably the the nicer ones were built maybe in the 70s. To Ashley Wilcott, juvenile judge and lawyer at AshleyWilcott.com, this is what's sticking out to me. No way would this mom just leave those two children. She made took very uh, careful pains to get them safely to her mother's. I think she was going out to dinner for her birthday. That's what I think she was doing. It was her birthday, Nahantra's birthday. No way would she just leave them. They lived with her. She's the primary caregiver. She leaves them at her mom so she can go out on her birthday, and bam, you find her white challenger abandoned. Yeah, so let's be honest, Nancy. Oftentimes, the clue that leads us to understand something nefarious bad has happened is when a mother leaves her children takes care of her children, does something safely with them, and then, boom, the mother disappears. Mother don't disappear, take off, and leave their children generally. So I agree with you 100%. You know, to Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining us, you can find her at karenstark.com. Karen Stark, this goes against everything we know about Nahanja Faye Davis. That's true, Nancy. She's exactly what everyone is saying. She was a wonderful mother. She cared about her children. She was dropping them off. There is no, there's no history of her doing anything that would lead to her just vanishing without a trace. So back to you, Alan Duke, who all, all you seem to want to talk about is that there's a, a rundown area of wow. town. I mean, Alan Duke, uh, you and your posh penthouse pad in L.A., you're trying to tell me there's not a rundown area of L.A.? Oh, yeah, just in my backyard. But, uh, uh, no, you know, I don't want to make my in-laws upset by saying that. But Yeah, the, well, why do you keep saying <laughs> well, it? What does that have to do with anything? Well, anyway. Another feature of Baker is it rains there a lot. You know in the in Louisiana how, how moist it is. Well, where they found her Dodge Challenger, the white Dodge Challenger, the same evening that she was reported disappeared, it was in a flooded area. She had driven, or somebody had put the car underwater. It wasn't in a lake or a pond. It was just in a, in a flooded area. And this is what's really disturbing is her keys, her pocketbook with cash in it, and other things that she would take with her were still inside that Challenger. Well, I doubt very seriously, I mean, just common sense, Ashley Wilcott, that a mom would drive her car straight into a flooded area. That means to me that a car has been sitting there and then it flooded. That's what I think, too, because, again, we stand, you know, I stand by generally most mothers are, are going to first and foremost care for their children, come back to their children. And so if it were there and then the floods hit, that makes the most sense in this scenario based on what we know. Uh, straight back to Alan Duke. Explain to me one more time uh, what happened the day she was last seen. Guys, for those of you just joining us, we're talking about a beautiful young mom, Hondra Faye Davis. She went missing in Baker. That's uh, not too far from Baton Rouge in Louisiana. Tip line 225-775-6000. Repeat, 225-775-6000. Tell me again. I want to hear those facts one more time, Alan. She dropped her kids off at 445 in the afternoon because apparently they think she was going out, but they're not sure really where she was heading. So she dropped them off at her mother's house at 445 in the evening in the Glen Oak Glen Oaks area of Baton Rouge, and then she disappeared. Later, they found her car partially submerged. Her nickname is Ninny. I want you to take a listen to our friends at WAFB-TV. It's reporter Edward Phelps 
What we know right now is Nahandra, a baker woman missing, last seen dropping off her two children at her own mother's home. And this is according to the Baker Police Department. I wish you could see her photo right now. Beautiful smile, big brown eyes, just staring at the camera as if she's looking at the whole beautiful world before her. Let me give you this tip line again, 225-775-6000. Take a listen to our friends at WAFB-TV. Davis's 2015 White Dodge Challenger was found abandoned on Scenic Highway near 69th Avenue the same day she went missing. The car was caught in high water and flooded. When Davis's car was found here on Scenic Highway, the keys were still inside of it, along with her purse that had cash and credit cards not touched. The family didn't find out the car had been towed until Friday, eight days after Davis disappeared leaving behind a 13-year-old daughter and six-year-old son. That gives me some kind of hope that she's somewhere around. And by the grace of God, we're hoping to find her. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.